This is The Mandalorian Union, a podcast where married nerds Megan and Zach discuss the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. Episode 2, Chapter 1, and Good Blurgos. Welcome back to The Mandalorian Union, everyone. This is Zach. I'm Megan. And we are back, and we have finally seen Chapter 1 of The Mandalorian. Woo! How does it feel, Megan, to have finally seen Chapter 1? Very exciting. I was, it was a nice reward after a long day of work. Yeah, it was pretty great. Our format is going to be, we will, uh, we've got a list of questions we're going to ask each other. We're going to go through those, discuss them. You saw the episode, so you don't need us to recap it for you, but we're going to talk about, I think, all the bits we were excited about and anything we get to from the questions. Yeah. Uh, But mostly blurgs, just to be clear. Uh, This (laughs) will be a blurg-centric episode. There was some dude in armor, uh, but I didn't really pay attention to him once we saw the blurgs, so. Right. They were just so cute and precious. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. The Blurgalorian, ladies and gentlemen. The Blurgalorian. Um, so, Megan, what was your favorite scene in episode one of The Mandalorian? I think I'm going to have to go with the end scene where Mando has fought through all of the um, the Nico. Mm-hmm. And, or, is that how we say it? Uh, Nikto. Nikto. Mm-hmm. Nikto. Have fought through all of them. Regional differences. <laughs> <laughs> and IG-11 has helped him through that whole matter which Mm -hmm. was hilarious and so funny he's fought through all these things done it with a friend they get to the actual bounty or the the asset and what do you know ig11 is like oops i'm supposed to kill it Mm -hmm. the mandalorian is not gonna stand for that so he shoots ig11 he's a big old softy he is a softie. Big old softie. I love it. And then very a la E.T., he reaches his hand out to a baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. Has so his cute. Sistine Chapel moment. Oh, boop. They do a boop. They do a boop. <laughs> and it's just so cute. I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Lots of emotional range. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that that fight leading up, we got to see the Mandalorian be frustrated, a bit overwhelmed, and actually really have to think on his feet, not just dominate. And also manage his partner and say, hey, don't blow up, please. Could we keep trying to live? (laughs) Por favor. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me on stressful days. Yeah. Between between that and then the taking out IG-11 for the sake of the baby... Yeah, I really loved how uh, that gave some character to our our masked Mandalorian here. Because mm. he's got a soft side. He he cared for IG-11, and then he cared enough for the baby to uh, to take out IG-11. So, Zach, who had the best line in this episode? Ooh, the best line. There, there, were, there were a couple good ones. There were a couple really great ones. Okay. As far as the one I enjoyed the most, I'm going to have to give it to the first line of our Mandalorian, which I believe, I believe he doesn't say anything in the bar fight. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing he says is to Mithral, Gland Boy, who's got the best glands. The blue guy. Blue guy. Blue fish guy. Yeah. Uh, who's very talkative. And the Mandalorian <laughs> says to him, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Mm. I like it, one, because it's a perfect bounty hunter one-liner. And two, I love it because it sets the tone that the Mandalorian is not here to care for our blue fish friend, Mithral. 
Uh, he is simply here to claim the bounty on him, uh, which is why he defended him from the gland hunters, because that's his paycheck right there. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. That set just such a fun tone for the world. And while our Mandalorian certainly is uh, cold and businesslike to many people, we do get to see him warm up. So I think that that set us up for some of the lone wolf bounty hunter we were expecting from our Mandalorian friend right. uh, before it was changed a bit from us seeing his community of Mandalorians that it looks like, you know, he pays money to mm-hmm. and also care for baby Yoda at the end. So I right. thought it, I thought that that was a great set up our juxtaposition really well and was a super cool line. Mm. Yeah. My favorite line, I am going to have to go with our Ugnaught friend. Mm. <laughs> yes. I have spoken. I have spoken. I am very excited to use that in my regular everyday speech. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my love. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a really fun line. I thought he was an incredible character. And mm-hmm. I hope that we continue to see more of our Ugnaught friend. Yeah, so do I. It's such a good line because, one, it's essentially a catchphrase, and two, it fits it fits the tired, loner, but still caring and helpful character that mm. this Ugnaught is, and he uses it as a response to essentially say, I said what I said. I meant what I said. My word is correct. My word is direct, but he says that I have spoken. Yeah. Yes. Such a good line. I love it. Yeah. And Megan, what did you have any uh, emotional reactions to any parts of the episode? Anything that got you going? I'm going to have to go with the bar fight scene. Mm. That was just exciting and fun. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool to see like that first pistol whip happen. Like, psh, like mm-hmm. that was just cool. <laughs> and um, I think I had another really emotional reaction to when the Mandalorian is with the armorer and she is talking to him about like his his armor and like the job that he had done bringing back the best car and that it would help other foundlings we don't really know what foundlings are but mm-hmm. you know that it would help other foundlings and that seemed really meaningful to him and um it seemed like he was having a flashback in that moment because we flashed back to when he was like a child and mm-hmm. something not great was happening his parents mm-hmm. we assume are like hiding him somewhere so i had a pretty emotional reaction to that that made me see that this character we thought maybe was going to be a lone wolf like and not very dynamic is actually like contrary to all of that which is great i would say it's a pretty standard answer as far as what made me emotional in this episode I, when the Mandalorian, uh, it was revealed that he shot IG-11 instead of IG-11 shooting Baby Yoda. Mm. And that reveal, that is um, a fun trope and it was well used in this instance where, you know, a character is pointing a weapon at someone and you hear discharge. So you perhaps assume the weapon was fired at the more vulnerable character, but then it's revealed that a different character made a choice to, you know, shoot the aggressor Mm. or, you know. Uh, turn against somebody whose team they had been on previously and that really got me i think because i was completely not expecting it to be a cute little baby yoda one (laughs) it's adorable and cute yes and i think we've got we've got confirmation that it was indeed like a puppet 
And so, you know, this isn't CGI'd in. This is, right, you right. know. Right, right, because Warner Herzog was like, what did he say? What was he, he was praising the team that designed and piloted it. They were saying, you know, it's an absolute wonder. It's so precious. It, everybody loved it, and it just, like, filled the room. He, he said it was just a really magical piece of kind of theater and performance for the show. Yeah. But the reveal that when IG-11 drops and you see the, the hole in his cranium there that made me emotional i think not just because there was something cute that i wanted to be safe (laughs) (laughs) i think it was also because we had seen the mandalorian in a few kind of emotional contexts right like we Mm -hmm. had seen him a few different ways number one was the cold hard bounty hunting gunslinger right right in the opening bar fight two was hard-working member of his community right who was someone who was a vulnerable person who seemed uh, seemed happy to be donating the excess best car, the mm-hmm. medal he recovered from the person who hired him. Okay. And he seemed happy to donate that to foundlings, you know, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And so he was had some generosity there. We're starting to see him. He's not just the lone wolf. So we're slowly getting more and more data in these character points that juxtapose the lone wolf gunslinger. And then... Uh, our third. third our third one yeah. is him and IG-11, where he says, IG-11, you're not bad for a droid. He fights alongside him. And then he just sends it home with the fourth one of, I'm going to kill for this baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps it's possible it was a bit more business just because he was instructed to bring the, the baby in alive if he could. It seems IG-11 was told differently. Mm. But... Even with that moment, the finger reach, where the Mandalorian reaches out his finger into the, the you know, floating cradle. That, that was an emotional character point. Even if in the future episodes they kind of walk back the emotion of him shooting IG-11, and mm-hmm. that's less I want to defend the cute thing, the baby, and more I need my paycheck with this thing alive. Um, either way, we've got the finger point, and that was not something a cold, hard bounty hunter who only sees Baby Yoda as cash, right? as a pile of little green cash. Right. I think you're right. That moment with IG-11 is even more poignant because, like, I think minutes before they're walking out of that battle, and he asks IG-11, like, are you okay? Like, no one asks a droid if they're okay. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> this is true except for heroes of the star wars stories right that's a hallmark i think is that they care for droids yes droid rights we love them mm-hmm. so hashtag um, l3 forever <laughs> shout out to solo mm-hmm. so zach um what did you like about this episode what did you not like about this episode there wasn't much i didn't like Mm-hmm. I think there were two things we haven't talked about yet that I was crazy about, so I'll point those out. Number one was the world building around bounty hunting. Okay. I loved the idea of pucks. They seem to be a bit more of a like the contract part of bounty hunting. Like you okay. get a puck and you can go, like you can go hunt that person. I'm not sure what purpose they serve other than as a record of who you're hunting. They just like hold all the data of the contract that you Mm -hmm. have on this person or whatever they had with whoever you're collecting them for. Mm -hmm. That's my best guess. All of that. Yeah. Like I love the puck and then the fob, which my best guess would be it's tied to DNA. Okay. 
like the person who is hiring you to go take down the bounty will have to have this person's DNA in some way, and then this fob can track them. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure what a chain code is. We heard that in the scene with the Mandalorian and the client. They said chain codes are usually eight letters, and they only have four. I have no idea what that is <laughs> or what purpose it serves. But I just love that we're actually seeing a system for bounty hunting in the Star Wars universe as someone who loves all those fun little details which we don't always get in Star Wars because, you know, our starships are banking to turn in space. And, <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as, you know, ships having to kind of burn through the atmosphere to get down into a planet. Like, <laughs> there's a whole lot of retro-futuristic conveniences in our fiction, but I'm really glad we're getting something hard and fast. Right. Well, you know, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. So. The other thing I really liked was Werner Herzog's character, Mm. The down and out empire with his dirty stormtroopers and Dr. Pershing, who looks like he might just be partnering with them. And I really liked Warner Herzog's character, the client, when he was talking to the Mandalorian and just how he positioned himself as he knew the empire is down and out. Mm -hmm. They're essentially fugitives. People still hate them and now they have even less, they have way less power. But he still like kept his dignity, even as somewhat aligned with the evil side of things. Yeah. And he was just such a fun, interesting character. Mm. Oh, I'm excited to see more of. Anything you liked or didn't like, Megan, particularly in the episode? Yeah, I think overall I liked the episode. I am sitting here. What I didn't like is, like, where are the women? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the armorer, and mm-hmm. she was a really great character, but she's not on screen very long. No. And we don't know. That's true. Yeah, we don't know the gender of baby unknown yoda species Mm -hmm. but i'm still i'm kind of like left wondering like where are the women like we were promised in these trailers these like awesome Mm -hmm. women yeah and they are nowhere to be found so i saw some photos from the mandalorian premiere in la and those were really awesome like um ming na win had taken some pictures with the women who were leads in the show um and like you know the, the woman who played the armorer the woman who's Cara Dune and then um one of the producers um who's the woman um I think her name is her name is Margaret Cho right or Chow I believe so okay anyway so like that was like a really cool powerful picture and then like this episode has one woman in it mm-hmm. so I was a little disappointed yeah, we didn't we didn't get much of the female representation in this one. We've been promised some characters, but we didn't get them at all here. Mm. We didn't get them at all here. Yeah, that's very true. I I did really like Carl Weathers' character. Yes, Grief Karga. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see more of him. I'm really interested in his story. Mm-hmm. And he was the one giving the Mandalorian when the Mandalorian turned in the bounties and was asking for more work. Right. Yeah. Whatever the bounty hunter version of a bookie is. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's the, the manager. He's the, uh, he's the one who's going to be replaced by the bounty hunting version of Uber soon. <laughs> throw up a bounty on Bounty Uber. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, oh, man. What a terrible place for a gig economy app. My yeah. goodness. 
Oh, Megan, what do you think happens next? Okay, so after this first episode, I think my hope is that we get more of the Ugnaught, mm-hmm. more of Baby Yoda and like what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of also really like that the, the episode moved really fast, so I'm hoping that future episodes cover as much material and mm. ground because mm-hmm. that opening scene with our nice blue friend mithral or mithral depending on you know where you're from right <laughs> um <laughs> i thought maybe that would be the story of the episode and that was resolved really quickly um so and it didn't feel rushed to me did it feel rushed to you no it didn't feel rushed to me i so. thought the pacing was so well done with the, like the writing and mm-hmm. um, all of the teamwork that goes into that story pacing yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so for what i think happens next I just, I just hope that there's more Ugnaught and Baby Yoda, and mm-hmm. I, ho- I hope that more women show up. Yes, me too, me too. I think, and I feel this is a fairly obvious guess that the Baby Yoda job will get more complicated than it has, as mm. far as perhaps the Mandalorian will be approached with a reason to not give Baby Yoda to the client or give baby yoda to somebody else or keep baby yoda safe and it'll get complicated like we talked about in the first episode i think we're already seeing that theme of hope coming in after the trailers told us lone gunman you know bounty hunter lone wolf he's so cool right i think i really like that about this episode too also i also think it's funny like mando has turned into a really awesome social worker at this point he's just like this (laughs) Hi, I can handle any situation, social worker. Because now he's in charge of a child. (laughs) That's not his. Right. At least it's a floating bassinet, so he doesn't have to carry them. Right. Some Star Wars convenience there. Right. Right. (laughs) I think that wraps up for this episode. Any other thoughts, Megan, before before we roll out to our outro here? Can we get a blurk? We, 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 I might, babe. Yeah. You should, uh. Check the backyard. <gasps> There's a blurg in the backyard? I got you a blurg, babe. Oh my gosh, yes. It's great. One problem. What? It's already eaten half of the neighborhood dogs. We are Zach and Megan of the Mandalorian Union podcast. The photography featured in our podcast art features cosplay by Bethany, who is at beer underscore fet on Instagram and Twitter, and photography by Rebecca Joy Photo on Instagram. You can find the podcast on Twitter at MandoUnionPod, and please email us thoughts, questions, and discussion prompts at MandoUnionPod at gmail.com. We'd really look forward to any discussion topics or questions you'd like us to talk about. If you do enjoy the podcast, give us a rating and share it with your friends. May your blurg boys always be delicious. <laughs>